0: Hello and welcome to Sleeve Notes, the show where I talk to some of our biggest and fastest rising stars from the world of music.
1: Little soul, where do you wander? Like a breeze upon the meadow grass With a broken bag of stories a sorrow that you can't surpass take your stories back where they belong plant them in the air like seeds when the birds fly they will take your song from the highest tree, so you will go down to the river like a child, where the water runs slow and the reeds rise to your shore. i see you now down below the shadows of the trees where the light swings through the water's edge in the window of the dancing Where the water's running slow And the reeds rise to your shoulders I can see now Down below the shadow of the trees Where the light swings amber in the sun in the window of the dancing.
0: Breeze. Hello and welcome to the latest show. Today I'm joined by Kitika Partington and Kirsten McGee, who are all the bees. How are you guys? Good thanks.
2: Very good. Yes, thank you very much. We're trying desperately not to try and talk at the same time as each other, so there'll be long pauses, I think. <laughs> We both had our dinner, so I wanted to tell you what we both had our dinner just to keep it real. You know what I'm saying?
0: I'll just edit that out, don't worry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My meal is best edited out.
3: I had beans on toast.
0: (laughs) I haven't had mine yet. I've I've just got back from the shop. Okay, I've got to say, I absolutely love the album. I can remember hearing it a while back. When Gitka very kindly sent it to me, and I was blown away. And now it's out, but it's got a bit of a strange backstory. I mean, how did you guys meet? Okay,
2: so um, we met on a Zoom call, and we both gone on the same course in America, which was how to get your music onto film and sync, put film and TV. So there were my- myriads of us on a great big Zoom screen, and we were all muted, and the big man was there telling us how we could make millions um, in the music business, <laughs> all of us, uh, who had paid a massive amount of money to be on this course. And I was scrolling through because no one was allowed to talk. And, and I was scrolling through and I and most of them were Americans. And when I said, hey, do you fancy a collaboration? They just sort of ignored me. I think I must have been a bit too British and strange. So I finally saw Kirsty and went, oh, oh, Googled her. Found she was in somewhere else in in the UK. And um and so I said, oh, do you fancy you doing a little, um um you know, collaboration? And she sort of went she wasn't sure were you were you sure
3: i wasn't sure but i'm i'm not the kind of cat that plays well with others mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so so she wasn't sure so i think i i think i persisted that was the thing and and i and i suggested a couple of ways we could collaborate and then i sent her a track which she very kindly put a top line on, and the most beautiful top line on lyrics and melody. And then I played around with it, cut it, pasted it, moved things around, put extra ethereal vocals on it, sent it back to, to Kirsty, and, and
3: and I was very, very impressed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> because,
3: I mean, you know, somebody says, do you want to collaborate? And you think, oh, I'm not sure. But then when they come back with something really amazing, because Skittica is an absolute wizard at production and is really able to take something very simple like an iPhone recording and transform it into a fully, you know, fully formed track. So I kind of realised as soon as I heard the first song that Gitika produced, which was called Dog Star, I I realised at that point that we were really onto something between us.
2: And actually, you sent me a really sweet email, um, which said something like, I'm going to go and stand in the naughty corner. And everything I said about collaboration is <laughs> you know, is completely blown out of the water. It was a really, really lovely email that you sent me. And so then we just did some more.
1: River rose, ever on words, ripple. Covering the starlight. Oxbows and river bends, marsh grass and dipper wings, drifting slowly in around, floating through the moss and leaves, in a gauzy net of river flies.
0: I've got very definite views on it and I, and I do honestly love it but to you how would you describe it how would you describe the sound
3: delicate feminine gentle go on, get go.
2: <laughs> um what would I say well it's funny because when you're very close to it you just do it because you like it and I'm not like, and I just am making things and making sounds and making scapes that I like and so I'm taking stuff out I don't like and making sure there's not too much in it so There is a spaciousness about it. And we have had reviews that say no one else is making music like this at the moment, which is is lovely. So I would say there is a spaciousness about it. And there's also I think there is an originality about it because we've we've been in a situation where we've just not compared ourselves to anyone. We've just gone, right, we're going to make something that we think is really beautiful. And it is really beautiful. and And it still takes my breath away when I listen to tracks even now. So breathtaking. There you go. There's a good word. Breathtaking. I
3: I would say that although I would agree that it's spacious, I would also say that it is really quite lush. And it's quite interesting to be able to combine those two things in music.
0: I I recently re-listened to it. See, I do some preparation with these interviews. (laughs) I recently re-listened to it and I found, just to echo something that Kirsty said, it's a very gentle album, but it's also very compelling. There's almost a, a British Laurel Canyon feel about it
2: someone did say something about Joni Mitchell's blue in one of the reviews how it you just couldn't place it like you couldn't place blue like where where'd you put it in the genre in the genre map of things um oh, so that's, that's been the story of my life
3: <laughs> yeah. it's really hard to place things though isn't it and I don't see in some ways where we need to
2: mm. yes the whole genre th- thing yeah I mean I think I and I think if you're able to just make music that that you like that? You love that? That takes your breath away, as I said before. Then, and I'm not answering the question. I'm just wittering now, aren't I? Just talking about absolute nonsense. What no, was it, the question?
0: It's, it's great <laughs> to hear. The, it's great to hear the process of, of how you guys worked together. I mean, I I want to know what you thought it sounded like, or what where you thought it would sit. And I completely agree with what you guys are saying. You don't need to be in a genre. You don't need to be in a box because it's just fantastic music
2: it's like when would you listen to it maybe I mean I've had lots of people say oh I've got it on I've got it on loop today and um I you said I remember you saying Kirsty once that when you listen to it your heartbeat slowed down yeah so there is that feeling that it's all I mean I suppose that's what happens with meditative meditation music maybe or something like that there's something about the quality of the music that does just calm you right down it's nothing it's not to be danced around the kitchen I don't think it's that sort of music it's, it's, Although
3: you could probably do your ironing to it,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you did ironing,
3: oh,
2: oh. yeah, true, true. <laughs> Actually, I did iron something the other day. Started a choir, and I thought I haven't had done done a choir for ages, and I went, hmm, think I'll iron my t-shirt. And yeah, I think that was about four years since the iron had been out. So
3: nobody <clears throat> irons t-shirts. I know. <laughs>
1: dance like cranes on the scrubbed wooden floor Dancer dreaming in a long mirrored hall Painted in crimson and silver and rose With
0: seem to really get on you know very very well. I sort of picked up what Kirsty said earlier about the fear of collaboration. How did you work together?
2: Well I think shall I start or would you like to start Kirsty? Of course you start. start. Okay well I think we're you know we're both more mature women so we've we've gone around the musical block a few times so we have massive musical experience, masses of experience of working with other people, masses of experience of what it's like to be a woman in the music industry. And I, I think I've probably already forgotten what the question is, <laughs> which is part of being a mature woman. You know, you're entitled to, to forget things. Did you know that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, you'll have to ask me the question again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Collaboration is really, really tough. It's really hard because uh, because we're, we've been working for so long. We both ha- we're both very opinionated. And rightly so. And Kirsty has, you know, has the most um, impeccable taste with her music, with her lyrics, and also with image. And I'm a bit slapdash with image. I've always had to sort of like just put it together in, with a bit of glue and something. But she's really beautifully precise about it. So there have been points when we've been a bit, not <laughs> loggerheads, but, you know, just very careful. Is that the word? <laughs> careful with each other. Because I know she has a very strong opinion and she knows. I have a very strong opinion, so there's nothing mamby-pamby about this. There's nothing like oh, we so we get on so well, and we so but we do, and we have so much in common. And when we met on the one of the three occasions that we we have met in person, we spent half an hour in a kitchen, and it was like we'd been working in this kitchen together all our lives. And we were like, oh my god, if it all goes belly up, we can start a cafe. Like she was handing me things, throwing things across the kitchen, I was catching them, you know. And um, we have so, and we so we are. I think. The collaboration comes from respect. A lot of it is about respect and knowing that both of us have so much experience. And I think that's something that gets forgotten in in collaboration sometimes. So there's an equality.
0: It sounds a really healthy working relationship. One thing that shocked me then was when you said you'd only met three times. Kirsty, how does that work? How can you work and produce such a great album? And you you guys only got together three times.
3: Well, because it's all about the music for me and whilst we've only met three times, we have um, we have shared music many, many times. So all the tracks that come in, I'll be sent a piece of music and I will live with that piece of music for a few days and then I'll usually, mo- most of the lyrics for the All The Bees project have been nature lyrics. Um, they've been very much to do with personal stories but also with reflections on nature and on just just the beauty that exists in the world and the tragedy that exists in the world so it's it's always a, a good balance but i think because we've not met very many times that allows us we we both work very well on our own and that's that's one thing that's very nice about this project because it is it's almost like a beehive you know I'll be sent one thing I'll do what I do best on that thing I'll send it to the next person and the next person will work on it and it's basically it 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 works very well because we respect each other's skills and we work within our own skill sets and we respect each other's music and we try as far as we individually can to enhance that music and it's because the music is the focus that I think we work so well together
2: here here here. (laughs) absolutely yeah and and it is that that we the thing about bees is so gorgeous the fact that in a beehive every bee has a job a specific job and and they become more of the sum you know it's like the sum of the parts you know that we we should enhance you know uh, and we do i think that's the thing so the music that i do individually and the music because he does individually is not like all the bees and all the bees is is a unique coming together of both our our life's work i suppose you would say creatively yeah we're, we're both queens Kitaka. queens queen bees yay <laughs> <laughs> beyonce has got nothing on us mate <laughs>
0: First time I heard the album, I almost thought it was a, a concept album exploring the themes of nature. Does it seem that way to you or is it just an album with common themes running through it?
3: For me, I would say, yeah, yeah, to some extent. I would say that in in the last year or so, when, um, when a, a piece of music has come to me and I've written anything that's other than a nature theme, Gittiger always, has always brought me up on it and said, oh, but it doesn't really fit with the bees. And I've gone back and gone fair enough, and I've come up with something which does fit better with the overall idea behind the band and I think it's been better as a result of that, so yeah, there's definitely there's 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 a sewing that goes into the the working relationship there's there's almost like a tapestry that's going on, and certain stitches are not going to work very well within that tapestry, and so I think we've confined ourselves into. Maybe it is almost like a concept album. We've defined ourselves by what it is that we make. And what it is that we make has a very particular colour palette and a very particular way of expressing itself. I don't know if you agree, Gittica.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know at what point that happened. There must have been a point when it, it became clear. I remember when we sent a couple of tracks to be mastered the first time and the person mastering them had said, oh, that one and that one really s- sort of it, it, say what you are. I, I, your personality are all the bees, Yeah, so th- I did do that a couple of times and it felt a bit unkind when <laughs> Kirsty would send me a track and I go, no, it's more like a love song. I think you need, you know, blah, I like that sort of, you know. And, and so, yes, yeah, so concept. I think it did. It's somewhere along the line, possibly. It did turn into... Accidentally accidentally yes into a concept going <laughs> yes so yeah yeah but when who knows
0: You're both obviously very happy with the results of the album. Are there plans to take it forward and record more together?
2: There's lots. We throw lots of things about. We throw lots of ideas that perhaps we could tour, but then you've got to get some funding to tour, really. And um, this is self-funded, this this album. So it's like that. that's a thought. Certainly more music would, would be wonderful. <laughs> music is the easy part, I think.
3: So yeah. I think we probably will carry on making music. I think it also depends on down the line how this is received, because if people want it, then it can continue. If, you know, if, if, it, if it falls flat, then perhaps it's time to kind of like take the creativity in a different, different direction. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I've certainly got an awful lot out of doing this, out of working with Gitika, And I personally think, I think it's a beautiful piece of work so you know, if if we have the opportunity to do more, then I think we probably will.
0: I think you just said something really interesting there about if it falls flat, if it does die a death, it's no reflection of the quality of the music because it's so hard to get great music heard these days. As an independent artist, you you guys all the bees. How do you get your music heard? It's
2: it's really really hard, and I I feel quite fortunate this particular time because we did have a little budget off for promotion. And what were their names? Anyway, the the lovely promotion um, uh, team we used really cannibal. did Cannibal Cannibal really did go out on a limb, and we got some you know, like I say, a couple of amazing reviews, um, which almost like one of them, I just felt like okay. I can stop now. I can go and work in a cake shop. Someone has understood what we're doing. Someone has listened from their heart. And that was so beautiful and really special because we've both spent our entire lives and I've spent my entire life just with people not hearing or not listening. And that's the thing. It's not when you say you want to be recognised, you just want to be heard. And it's not about prices and money and awards here and awards there. It's just about that there is a group of people who hear you and appreciate what you're doing. And so it's not about numbers so much. It's almost like it hasn't fallen flat. If the falling flat on its face, I suppose, is the analogy for it would be really great if we could pay ourselves. It would be great if we made some money out of this. Because so often for so many independent musicians, they make an album they have a flurry at the beginning where they sell fifty or a hundred, and it's like yeah, 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 and you get more envelopes, and you get more stamps, and you get this, and then the rest go under your bed, and uh, you know, and and I have a bed, a bed, a huge bed. Full full of you know, I just found a box behind the chimney breast of an album I did in two thousand and three in a box, and there's still five hundred in a box because I went, Oh, it's a little bit cheaper to get a thousand instead of five hundred. So that is the the story of every independent musician there is. I mean, we are not doing anything for the planet because we have so many unsold CDs under our beds, you know. So um to be recognised and to be heard is the first thing. And then to actually, if you made your money back, that would be excellent. And then if you actually made some money so you could pay the rent, that would be even better.
3: I totally go with what what you're saying, Gittaker. I totally relate. Um, I've been making music like Gitika has for a very long time. And eventually, I have to admit, you do... you. When, when you're young, when you're new to it, you put out an album and you think, oh, this is my chance. Everyone's going to hear me. Everyone's going to love me. And as you get a bit older, you think, "You, you know by experience. OK, yeah. so I'll put this record out. I'll put a lot of energy into it. And then it'll come out and then it'll disappear. And then I'll probably have six months of feeling quite down about everything because I've made something which was the pinnacle of my work at that time. And it's disappeared. But I'm quite happy but I've now reached a point where I am content with making a piece of work which is fantastic. If it doesn't get appreciated and heard, then I can accept that because I still know that I've done my part. But I would say that um, the way that music and independent music can be heard is in some ways accidental. Because I had a song years ago that got into a film And then when it got into the film, it later, it accidentally made its way to Turkey where it became quite a big thing. And now I get a lot of Spotify listeners in Turkey. So I I say that it's very difficult sometimes to know what a song will do and what an album will do. But sometimes you get lucky and they make their way into people's lives in some strange way they trickle they trickle under the doors of of people and um and if if the music can reach a a few people and actually do good in the world then for me that's much more important than numbers and figures and anything like that really because it means I'm doing my job because I'm trying to do good in the world by making something which I'm good at making
1: Waiting for the axe to drop for the other shoe to fall There's a little storm crow in us all And did you ever wonder why even with the bluest sky Even though the fields are dry you crave the squall The storm crow steel wings in a beak of coal Bringing darkness to the light, storm crow wishing winter and spring, filling the day. Of the land on the edges of the sea by the sedge and in the sand do you comfort me? Show me ice upon my cheek, tracing patterns in my hair, drawing feathers in the air, will you comfort me? Storm crawl, steel wings and a beak of cocoon bringing Storm. dawn. Storm Crow wishing winter in spring, filling the day with night. Storm Crow steel wings and peak of clouds, cool, bringing darkness to the rain. Storm Crow wishing winter in spring, filling the Day with night
0: was going to ask and i would not know because you've answered it already but i was going to ask how you measure success i think you've answered that but one thing that i will ask you both is as it's so hard in the current climate with abysmal payments for streaming people not buying music like they used to why would you do it
2: because <laughs> you've got to because you've got no choice really it, it's i remember i i'm i've erilyn wallen who's a wonderful female classical composer who I share sock pictures on Twitter when we compose things. She sends me a picture of her opera socks. But she she did a beautiful interview where she said a long time ago, she said to herself, how would I be if I didn't make music? How would I be if I did make music? I have to make music. It's just that's what you do. You can walk away from it a bit and go, "Ah, I don't know. But actually, it's what you do. It's just what you do.
3: I think one thing that um, I discovered a while ago, um, is for me, I always think of the best songs. Something to aspire to for me is to write a song, which is like a room with doors that can let everybody in and like a suit of clothes that fits everybody equally. Because for me, I make music because I feel like I need, I have a need in me to share human experience and to share things that I find move me. I think the best way of doing that can be through the senses. And so I I always include a lot of or encode a lot of sensory information in the songs that I write and the music augments that. So I think for me, I make music because I have a need in me to, I, I have something in me that needs to be expressed. So I make it for me, but when I make it, I aspire to make it into a room with many doors.
2: Yes, it's that's beautiful, and that's really what the po- poets would say. A poet says what everybody else is feeling that perhaps they can't say. And you know, when you listen to a piece of music and it just makes you cry, or it you just connect with it, and it takes you to a place, a special place that perhaps you can't communicate or. Or you have, aren't able to communicate at that very moment. And you know, there's pieces of music. I have pieces of music that are, whenever I listen to them, I'm, I cry. You know, just, they just, I just know I'm going to cry. Yeah. And, um, to have that ability, not ability, to have that, you know, what I think Kirsty just said it so much, so, so much better than I can say it really. But just if you have an ability or not even ability, it's the wrong word. It's not the right word, Kirsty. What word am I looking for? I don't know I spent experience I suppose it's having life experiences like you said having life experiences that you want to share quite often people with with some of the music I write they say oh it sounds like I'm in your therapy session you know that that, that's what's going on and a lot of the music is and a lot of a lot of songwriters are like that and you have to sort of make sure that you don't do too much of that but but there is a, a sense of opening up somehow so, there has to be
3: just enough me to be relatable but not too much me to deny anybody else access
2: exactly exactly
3: um there's so, there's one thing that i i there's a, a phrase that i came across many years ago uh from um an ex-boyfriend of mine which is attributed to gabriel garcia Lorca, and it's to do with the concept of duende which is something in it's a an emotion I think in um, Portuguese music and Fado and Mm. the phrase is burns through the blood like powdered glass and that's such a powerful phrase and I think that's what as an artist as a musician as somebody who's trying to convey things that's what you're trying to do with your words you're trying to enter somebody's bloodstream and you're trying to do that in as positive way as possible.
1: the tall rushes grow On the edges of the water lives a cold black crow His beak is black and shiny And the feathers on his wing They swallow up the sunlight Cause crow's the river king All the other birds that fly that swing Sing in the evening like a black tie
0: at the beginning I really love the album there are two standout tracks for me which one we've mentioned already Dogstar which I think is just sublime and Petals <gasps> um, they're just two wonderful tracks which tracks do it for you guys
2: oh my lord that's so funny because we've been uh, we've just um put some tracks in for I- the Ivor Novello um, and neither of those tracks came up but it's interestingly Dogstar was the first track the first track we wrote and i sent all the tracks to some of my choir and they all were going oh dogstar we love dogstar and a couple of people had said petals and but we what would you say were your standout tracks Kirsty?
3: well i i like there's a particular lyric in dogstar that i love and i can't remember it now <laughs> but it's um it's about um like rolling down the river in um in a gauzy net of river flies yeah i think that's is. that's one of my favorite lyrics on the album But um, I would say that probably my favourite song is Maytide. It's um, a lullaby. um, It's an ocean lullaby about sailing away, like a child sailing away in a ship in the night, taking away all the negative feelings and sailing to somewhere bright. And I like the sentiment of that song. But I'd say that probably the song that's kind of closest to me would be Stone from the Ocean, because... I can't even talk about that one without feeling the tears. I wrote that for my dad when I lost my dad. And I had gone down, spent a lot of time on a very wild coast in um, Dorset. And I picked up a stone from my favourite beach and I had it in my pocket. And I was walking around Manchester singing that line by line into an iPhone. And that's what Gittica took from me and and
1: ran with. I've got a stone from the ocean in my I've got a stone from the ocean in my hand How it came so smooth, I think I finally understand I've got a stone from the ocean in my hand Nothing ever became smooth without a fight Nothing ever became smooth without a fight You've gotta suffer through the darkness before you see the light Nothing ever became smooth without a fight All the birdsong are forgotten, summer days I've got a stone from the ocean in my hand I've got a stone from the ocean in my hand How it came so smooth, I think I finally understand I've got a stone from the ocean Stone from the ocean. I've got a stone from the ocean. Stone from the ocean.
2: Uh, yeah, the, I mean they're all so beautiful. I think I have different favourites every every day. I love Down to the River and I also love Storm Crow. And the, one of the reasons I love Stormcrow, apart from it just being beautiful, was that I st- uh, was is as a producer because it started with a with a voicemail. And Kirsty just sent me; she just sung into her phone, and the original voicemail vocal is still on the track. And I just think <laughs> it has it, people people listen to it and go. Oh, well, I do. I just have oh, there's something about it that's that's really really beautiful. I love. Actually,
3: that, that was the that was the middle of the night. I literally woke up. And it's one of those things where you wake up and the phone is next to the bed and you open up a note, a voice note, and you just sing into the phone. And I just that's that's how that vocal came to be. And I would have to say huge, huge kudos that shows you how amazing Gitika is at production, that she could take that little bit of I mean, everyone says, oh, no, you never send anything in that's recorded on a phone. Of course yeah. you don't. But you can if you get
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you can if you want to. I I would always say there's no such thing as a demo, and I will stand by that you know till the time immemorial. There's no such thing as a demo, and and sometimes the rawest, roughest tracks just have something about them. And I'm sure there's something about the voice in that one. You still got that in the middle of the night, slightly subconsciousy thing going on with it that that maybe has just come through. And there's you know there's no tuning, there's no da 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 you know all that thing. So. Yeah that's that's a very special track for me and I love the end of King Crow when it just goes a bit everyone's stamping feet and uh, yes I had some everyone everyone yeah well that me, me me stamping feet lots of different stamping things yes yes so yeah yeah <laughs> lots of great tracks so many good tracks mm.
1: little
0: You and I No I'm not the only one. Uh-huh. Sleeve Note is brought to you by Tune Media and SoundOnshape.com.